Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Thoughts on Purpose podcast. My name is Nash Mackey, and today we are joined by the Reverend Miranda Sutherland. Miranda, thank you so much for being here with us today. I really appreciate your, you joining us. It is indeed my pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. Of course, of course. So uh, I connected with, Amran- with Miranda a few months back, and we had a conversation, and during the conversation, I was like, we need to record this conversation. We need to actually record this conversation and we need to share it with people because I, I was listening and I was like, you have such a gift, Miranda. And I really mean you. that. Your mm-hmm. life experience. Uh, like I'm going to read a bit of your bio just for a moment. Just to, it, it, It's the only way I can really do justice to the journey you've been on so far. Um So Miranda is an Anglican priest uh, and I'm going to get the, so you're in in the diocese of New Westminster. Right. And that's in British Columbia, Canada. Yes. And and you've migrated to Canada, um, which has been your home for the past five years. Right. Yes. Where he leads me, I will follow. It was, it was a call indeed to Canada. I want to I want to actually explore that like how do you know like that is a big shift because correct me you you did you you moved from Jamaica correct I moved from Jamaica to uh, mm. to to Canada and um yes it was the last thing on my mind and um in terms of um, my call to ministry I had just uh closed down everything in terms of my secular job and I decided that I needed to um, answer the call, yes, to come to the Lord fully. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the year after I made that decision, the opening for Canada came. Mm-hmm. And so here I am. In fact, I came for one year and uh, I eventually liked it had my first winter, and uh, then right after that year, another opportunity opened up and another one opened up, and here I am. And um, and I just thank God for the experience. It has been a tremendous experience, mm-hmm. and I have so much to, to, to share, having built up on uh, my 50-plus years of life in Jamaica mm-hmm. and um, here in Canada. It's incredible. So excited to deep dive into all of that. It um, is a deep dive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> deep dive indeed. Deep dive. And, uh, <laughs> after six weeks, I was out of Jamaica. Mm-hmm. I packed up everything. It's not one of those plans that you decide you're going to make the shift and therefore you tie up all ends and, and you go. It mm. was, here is a job. We need you by the first of this month and six weeks I was out of Jamaica. I I came the July and by the September, I was saying, what did you do? (laughs) I was already in Canada. Um, Just leaving everything behind me. And Mm -hmm. uh, I had to literally um, agree with myself that your life is in the hand of God. Yes. And therefore, 
where he leads you, then he will take care. And so here I, I am. I have such admiration for that level of faith and that amount of trust in the call. Um, that's what I, I really resonated with about your, your journey. Um, so I'm just going to read a bit of your, a bit more of your bio, because I think this is just incredible. Like how much you've done in your lifetime. It, it's quite amazing. So prior to the ministry, Miranda has worked in the corporate world, both the public and private sectors, uh, mainly in education and human services. Miranda is an undergraduate and graduate studies in psychology, international relations, human resources development, and business administration. Um, Miranda is a teacher, uh, trained in business studies, a counsellor, a preacher, a pastor, an encourager. I love that one. Um, a justice of the peace, an author. Um, I believe that's your book, Healing Emotions with Love and Prayer, correct? Healing Emotions with Love and Prayer, yes. I, I have had many manuscripts, and this is my book. Oh, healing emotions with love and prayer and um that's my hand right that's and um and that's me i um but this book is written for teenagers mm. and um wow. it has a number of questions it, it it emerged out of um some questions that that came to mind personally and uh, and then I said, if I have these questions, somehow I see myself as, as, as a part of a community. And so if the questions are resonating within me, I see myself not as unique, but others are asking those questions too. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I, I decided to just write these questions and from one question to the other, and um, the book was developed. Then in, in the second chapter, it is seeking to point uh, the readers into, into the positive directions. Having asked all these questions, these very searching questions in this book, and um, then where do they go from, from there? And that's the nature of this book. And while it is for teenagers, it also serves adults. Because if adults have not answered their questions, it means that they, 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 they are still lingering and, and they have not gotten a release from the mm -hmm. trappings of that. And um, it's encouraged for family discussions where children are reluctant to, to raise the questions that are deep in their hearts. Mm -hmm. This book can be the trigger so it could be a family discussion in this book. And as they discuss the questions, then their own issues have been lifted. And there's a discussion section to the book as well. And so it's a powerful little book. And um, I just want Sounds this to get into the hands of many persons. Yeah, I, I can understand why that is. It's, it's, and in today's world, I think that we need as much beneficial guidance as possible right. and that was one of the reasons i really wanted to have this discussion with you too miranda um i, I just wanted to finish off uh your bio there just just the two last points you mentioned you mentioned that you are a poet and a composer 
Did you bring okay, your poetry? Yes. Did you bring poetry? I do have some poetry. And this is my this my my this is an album that I composed. And oh, this wow. album is Moises Lighthouse. So that's my label. Moises oh. Lighthouse. And um it's um Bless the Lord O My Soul. And that's the back of the album. So this is this is a was 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 composed again out of a, a call after eight months of going into the studio with an engineer and my musician. He said to me, people come to the studio to do a CD. You come to do an album. I said, what's an album? He said, it's a collection of, of people. Wow. And, um, and so this one has... Um, it is speaking into pe person's lives to say, if you are having challenges if, of separation, mm -hmm. then this CD, again, lifts those out and um, speak into your life. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I have I all that. of these to, to hit mm -hmm. the world. I love that. And, and that's what I sense about you on such a high level, Miranda, is your dedication to service. And you have just like, even to the point of you moving across the world just because you had this this desire to serve on a greater level. I admire that about you so much. Um, talk to us about, because this is the Thoughts on Purpose podcast, what was, was the calling and how would people know when to really explore a calling or to move further into it? And that's that's a good question. Each each call, each person's call is different, mm -hmm. and each person is called to something else. Mm -hmm. And uh, I believe as well, a call in itself is not static, and and one can move from one 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 aspect to another. One of the ways that I describe myself um, is as as a jigsaw puzzle with different pieces. And, um, and some of those pieces have not yet been, been, been named or labeled. And, uh, and also if a piece is missing, there's not the total you. So there mm. are some photographs we take and we say that is ugly, we want to throw it out, but it's like thrown out a piece of that puzzle. That was you then and it needs to be in it for the complete puzzle to be. Ooh, I like and that. so it is as well with things that I'm called to. Uh, but all my life, I was I was a Christian, and I grew up in the church, and uh, and I I knew from I was a teenager that I I felt the call to ministry. But I thought I had I had a need to explore more, and mm -hmm. so I pursued other other secular activities and and jobs and so on. And I was heavily involved in the youth department and in other managerial roles within the church. So the call to ministry came in my own experience. The last part that led me to Canada was following the call to give all of myself to ministry. And I was driving to work that morning and I heard, I need you to come to ministry now because I was already an ordained priest, but mm. I was doing part-time and I turned and I said, what? And the voice repeated, 
And I was enveloped with so much anointing in the car that morning. I started to cry. And I said, oh God, the call, it, uh, what did I say? The call, the call, the call, the call. I cannot deny the call now because this was very clear to me. And I was wrestling with my own self because I was saying, Persis told me before that you are going there, whether or not you want to, you're mm -hmm. going there. And I said, it has come, I cannot deny it. And so that mm -hmm. was it. And I knew then that God was just ready to lift me to a higher level in him. Mm -hmm. I love that. So for anyone else, for everyone else not um, possibly as deeply spiritually connected as, as you were at the time, what advice would you have for other people to connect with a purpose? Like what can, what can we do? Especially like, let's make it really practical for people in this time we're living in right now with so much uncertainty. What can people do to connect with a deeper sense of purpose in their life? So then there is another, there's another, I, I, I use image images a lot. And so I, I, I just started a, a, div, um, a Saturday morning uh, spiritual journey vibes. Every Saturday morning at seven o'clock, I interview different persons. We are all mm -hmm. on a spiritual journey, but sometimes mm -hmm. we have to stop and sit on the tree. Sometimes we have to literally lay in the grass but we mm -hmm. get up and we go again. It's a journey or it is, it's, it's a relay race. And so at each point in time, there's a baton being passed to you and there's a baton for you to pass to others. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so life is a journey. It's a movement. You stop, you rest, you get up and you go. The problem is when you are believing that there is nothing that you have to do and therefore you are wasting yourself away. Keep on moving. And in the process of that movement, God shows up. Another mm -hmm. image is Moses uh, tending his, his, his father-in-law sheep. And he saw what appeared to be the burning bush. He was on the job. A lot mm -hmm. of times signs come to us, but we are not as alert to respond. So when that call came to me in the, in the car as I was driving to work, I could have dismissed it. Mm -hmm. But I entered into that and allowed whatever was flowing out of the spirit to enter into me. I could have continued my journey, parked the car and went on to do the day's work. But I stayed with that feeling Moses turned and Moses looked, and then Moses responded to that spiritual connection. Yeah. So I'm saying that there's something coming to us all the time. It requires us to be in a state of alertness and be able to respond. Mm -hmm. Even that you are told to wait, it's a response. But you ought to know that it's part of the purpose to wait at this point in time. It's not yeah. over. Yeah. Okay. So, you, and, and I guess it's waiting with faith. Like it's that belief. It's waiting. It's actively waiting. Actively waiting. I like that. It's actively waiting. Within the Anglican Church, we are now approaching what is called the Advent season. Uh -huh. And it's a, Advent is a period of waiting to receive the Christ child. 
But as the Advent, as we enter into this period of Advent, we don't just sit and wait, fold our hands and wait for the Advent. No, we are continuing, but we are connected in the spirit and we are anticipating and the scriptures unfold before us. Mm -hmm. And so the conversation with the spirit continues. Mm. Love that. I love that. How would you advise people, you know, with all your experience for someone and obviously you've navigated this on a very high level in your own life for people who get a calling that that seems so foreign to the people around them, their family, the people who care for them, but someone just has a truth on their heart and they're like, I cannot, I can't deny this. It's, it's true to me. How do people navigate the opinions of other people about their, their mission, their calling? What's this way? That's a very interesting question. So I can speak to my two children. Mm -hmm. uh, And um, the call came and I said, I have to share that with them. And I followed through the process and um, spoke with the bishop and the bishop and the, the, the examining team. Uh, did their work and the correspondence came and they were hoping that mother would not respond to that I had to go into the seminary and so the evening I got the letter I said I need to speak with both of them together one came home before the other and um, they were all there and yeah I have this lovely nice king-size bed and so I invited them we gathered there from time to time in that bed And um, I said, I have something to share with you. And I read the letter to them. And they asked, so mommy, what are you going to do? Are you going to give up your job? I resigned my job. I said, yes. So mommy, what are you going to do? I said, he that put his hand to the plow and look it back is not fit for the kingdom of heaven. And that was one of the greatest pain that I ever felt. I had to say no to my children and say yes to God. In their mind, they didn't want me to do it. And this was when it says that um, you have to hate your mother and your father and your sister and your brother. I turned my back on my children. They never said a word and I felt a pain. And the rest of the night was total silence. They went off to sleep. I went off to sleep. Mm -hmm. And so you have to know that conviction. And it was not a a debate. It was a sharing that this was the next step in the process. So you have to know your call. And when that call comes, there is nothing that can tell you otherwise in your entire system. Mm -hmm. Yep. Wow, that's, I, I admire that level of conviction to your calling. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is amazing. And how did your kids, like, obviously, I'm, I'm sure there's been huge benefit to your kids now. Over the- Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's it, isn't it? Like, nothing's ever one-sided, even though at the mo- in the moment you look at what you're going to lose, but then the bigger picture, things unfolding, you're like, okay, it makes sense now. Absolutely, absolutely. You're so right, because I look back and um, I said five years ago, 
And when I had to leave my son behind, that was also another pain. And my, my daughter was also on her way with her husband to Canada too. But she needed me almost more than my son needed, needed me in Jamaica because I had to be there for her. I was closer to her here. Mm -hmm. And the, the working relationship, the working um, where, where I worked and where she was living, it was a closer proximity. It wasn't planned or anything. It was all in the divine. And then we're right. able to travel back and forth. And yeah, it's all good. It has all worked out. And, um, yeah. and we are enjoying the time together. Yeah, yeah I was there. I was there for the delivery of my first grandson. I was right there at the hospital. Mm -hmm. I believe if I was in Jamaica, I would not have been able to, to be there for that. And it's all good. It's all yeah, good. It's beautiful. How, so how old were your kids when you made the move? Um, so my son is 29 today. So 29 and five, he was 24. Okay. And my, my daughter was 27. Yeah. Okay. So, so they, they was it was good push for them to find their feet, I guess, in the world as, as well. Absolutely. And 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 looking back, my son has matured so much because he was mommy's mommy's little boy, you know, and yeah. um, so he had to hold the fort, and um, you know, suddenly two of us was pulled away from from him, and um, he had to just take care of everything. He became so much more responsible. And um, I just thank God for his level of growth. I believe if I was there, he would not have matured the way he has. Yes. And his sister just babied him so much. I believe that it was to his benefit in the end. Of course, of course. And like that's a, that's a gift you gave them. Obviously, you can see the benefit. But I, you know, my coaching work, I speak to people quite often and they are, you know, 25 plus and they are still at home and they, they're having a massive conflict because their parents do baby them. The parents do try and take care of every one of their needs, but they've never actually given the kids the opportunity to find their feet. The, the mother birds never push the baby out of the nest. And so it's never I worked. know, I know. Yes. And this has happened to us because I remember, for example, I expanded the house. I lived in Jamaica. We look at the economy, things are bad. And you said, okay, fine. I don't know if my kids are going to, have a have a have a good life i think i had limited faith there but i said i expand the house for for them to to be in there as long as they want mm -hmm. and i said um 20 years later both of us left this big house that is there you know and um yeah so we just have to trust god and and god leads uh, yes. yeah I, I love that i I, I resonate with your story because I I did a similar thing when I sold my construction business and I moved into life coaching. Like everyone thought I was insane. I, now, I got all the imposter syndrome and all that. So um, how would you speak directly? So someone comes to you, Miranda, and they say, I've got this dream in my heart, but the people around me are telling me I can't do it, that I shouldn't do it, that I'm stupid for th even thinking this. What advice would you give someone in that position? Like, what would you say to them directly? So, again, I talk about images. And um, there are different persons who say, tell your story and people will hold you accountable. But mm -hmm. there's also 
those who share too much information um, allow persons therefore to dissuade them. I love to say, keep the blinders on. Okay. So when you keep the blinders on, you are just looking straight ahead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you keep the blinders out there, then too much distraction. Got to know yes. what you want. You got to go for it. So keep it right here and, um, and, and hold yourself. I remember Joel, I met you through Joel and he said, yes. set your goals. It's important. Mm -hmm. When I, when I, when I established my own school in Jamaica, I, I took them through the whole uh, um, process of setting your goals and your five-year goals and your dream board and all of that. And um, I've graduated over 250 students just through my school alone. And I've seen so many of those students um, from time to time would even um, send me notes on the Facebook who have just benefited from the guidance that I gave them. Set your goal and stick to it. It will shift a little, but if you have it written down, you are able to be moving towards an achievement. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I used to talk about um, doghouse words. I call um, words that are negative. I call them doghouse words at the time. And I said, you've got to adjust your language. I can't is a killer. Mm. I will is an effort. And I always believe in giving persons at least 1% for effort. So long as you try, you can't get zero because your attempt at least has moved you from, from, the, from the zero up. And so I encourage persons, know what you want and go for what you want. Because at the end of the day, persons are going to leave you behind. And, and, and it's important too that um, if you're a part of a family, you love your family and you speak to your family. I told you that my, my kids, we speak to each other, but at the same time, they will not always see ahead of, 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 of themselves because they are younger than you are. You have a little bit more insight, you know? Mm. My son now in Jamaica, he is giving mommy some instructions these days and giving me guidance. And I have to say, that's amazing. I just like how you're sounding so solid. But that mm. came with experience with him jumping in the deep end. And so yes. hold your blinders on and go for what you want and avoid mm. the distractions. Avoid the distractions. Yes. Yeah, so so that to that point, you would say don't share your dreams. Because I know like you, you you've you've studied so many incredible people. I was looking at the list here um, that you gave me. Um, and I have heard people talk about being very mindful of who you share your dreams with as well. Is that something? Be mindful of who you share your dreams with. Be strong enough to stick to it. For example, I take simple things in life. I discover that if I go to the store to shop with people, I will come out with what they tell me to buy, mm. even when that's not what I want. Okay, yes. So when I look at that and I go home with that and I said, but you really, I really like the other one that I, that I looked at, but because my friends said they liked that one, I chose that one. Mm. And therefore I said, in order to eliminate that, go by yourself. And so you come out with what you want. Mm. 
You've got to be strong enough to know that you can tell your friend no in the store that you prefer this one. I respect your opinion, but this is what I prefer. If you're going to be weak enough to choose what they want to please them, then you are not being authentic to yourself. And you've got to measure these things. <laughs> very important. Yeah. You know, it's I, very important. It really is. And, and that's really the, I guess that's a, that a, what a true friend is. A true friend would look at you and they're like, oh, you bought that one you liked. I love it. I love it because you loved it. And that's what exactly. Exactly. And so you, you, you look for these things and, and see and you measure how, how strong you are, you know, and what will sway you. And you've got to grow into your own because you cannot be all things to all people. You've got to be true to yourself first. And so I learned yeah. some of these things along the way. Mm -hmm. Who has been your most, because uh, out of all these teachers, you know, from everyone to Max Weber, John Maxwell, Jack Canfield, Les Brown, Oprah Winfrey, all these incredible uh, individuals who've been influenced by, who has been... Is, is, is there one? I know it's a challenging question. Is there one who's really stood out for you? There are different ones. There are different ones. And, um, but as I came into my own, I, I, I loved um, um, John Maxwell because mm. he spoke into my heart about integrity. And, and one of the statements that he says, the problem that people have with integrity is because they haven't settled the price issue. They haven't settled the price issue, meaning that you can't be bought. No money is, is enough to buy you out. Okay. And so your integrity is intact. The problem with people and integrity is because they haven't settled the price issue. Mm. If you can be bought, your integrity is at stake. If you can be bought, your foundation is already cracked. Ooh, I like that. That's very powerful. And, wow. and, and so that means a lot to me. And um, I love my, my, my national hero, the first national hero of Jamaica. And I wrote down this quotation. I don't um, have it to heart, but it says, um, and it's Marcus Mosiah Garvey. God and nature first made us what we are. And then out of our own created genius, we make ourselves what we want to be. Mm. Follow always that great law. Let the sky and God be our limit and eternity our measurement. Mm. I love that. Let the sky and God be our limit and eternity our measurement. Mm. I live my life as an encourager. I love to encourage people because I believe that the only competition that you have is with yourself. And so yeah. strive to be better than yourself. Mm. Strive to be better than yourself. When you get a, a, a test paper and you get 50 out of 100, you shouldn't be concerned with the person who gets 80 out of 100. You should be concerned about what is it that you lack why you have not gotten the other 50 and you work yeah. on that. Mm. 
And so you go into, you make it up to 60, you're being better than yourself. What did you do to get there? Because you spent a little more time to study. You consulted the teacher for explanation. You joined some study group. You cut down less on, on, on wasting of time and procrastination. And it shows up in your results. You're the one who adjusted the valve. Mm. Yes. I love that concept of staying in your own lane and measuring your progress against who you were yesterday and no one else. Against who you were yesterday, of course. Mm. There's a song, stay in your own lane. Yeah, of course. Mm. It's, a, it's against you. And, and don't be mad at the person who has that. To, yeah? yeah. And don't waste time with the person. The only thing you can say, wow, we were playing outside. And yeah. they got that. What? You don't know that. That person went home and studied all night. Mm. And you went home and slept. Yes. After you played. Yes. It's, it's taking <laughs> responsibility, isn't it? Like flourish. Exactly. It's so important. Yeah. And, um, it really. Yeah. And, and, and I, I also like the fact that um, there's, there's, a, there's a guy in the Bible that I like, and his name is Barnabas. Barnabas and Paul. Barnabas was senior to Paul in ministry. And then um, Barnabas took Paul on his first journey. <laughs> and so <laughs> I just love the story. And so... When Barnabas gave Paul an opportunity to present the gospel, the hearers fell in love with Paul more than Barnabas. <laughs> Barnabas did not get mad with what Barnabas did. The next time he's going to say, like, come and listen to somebody. He is absolutely great. Come and listen to him. Because he realized that, hey, either his charm or whatever, but as I'm saying that I just love this. So Barnabas was a senior one. Mm -hmm. He got Paul to come and speak. So clearly Paul had all the charisma and all the charm. And yeah, I'm sure he must have been um, handsome and, and walks eloquently. And so they say, could, could you allow him to do it again tomorrow? And so they all wanted to hear Paul. Barnabas encouraged the hearers, everybody to come and listen to Paul. And he accepted his own limitation and he puts himself into another category because it's all for the good of God. So I will encourage persons because I believe every one of us is given a talent and we can grow our talent. Some has 10, according to the little song, but I have one. And each of us has an opportunity to give of our best to the world. So beautifully said, Miranda. So beautifully said. And I, I love that, that story out of the Bible as well. Absolutely phenomenal. And what incredible leadership from Barnabas. Like that's such a great leadership lesson within that because the leader is someone who wants people who within their team, within their community to be empowered. Like what's the point? What are you, what are you doing as if you're not doing that? Yes. Stroking your own ego, as some people might say, pumping yourself up. But it's about what you're conveying, how you're 
again, that word empowered, how are you yes. empowering them? Exactly. Strive to fire your own self from your job because you ought to raise up those who will come after you to assume these positions and you move on. Oh, I like that. Strive to fire yourself from your own job. Yeah. So that wow. others can be raised up. Mm. And, and by that, would you mean you, you upskill to a point where you, you kind of outgrow that position? Is that how that works? Like how Absolutely. Does that actually- you upscale yourself. And at the same time, you encourage others. There, there, there are lots of persons who hold on to information and would not encourage others. Yeah, mm. I, I remembered in my in my last job where I spent 21 years, um, I looked at my own self and I said, yeah, I can take redundancy. And I said, if I take redundancy, you can get that job. I think I mm. have done enough and I can go someplace else and do other things. And I literally did that. And persons were saying, oh, you're not being re- made redundant. I said, I'm taking voluntary redundancy. I struggled a little bit after I left. I wish I had stayed in my safe haven. But I gained so much more having moved on, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I stepped out. I did the dive. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. There's that idea of jumping and build your wings on the way down, or perhaps you rather you're given wings on the way down. Um, I do love you- Westlife. I don't know if you watched the Westlife. Um, the band? A, sorry? band is that what you're referring to yes yes, yes and they, they have a song westlife give me wings i oh. i watch that video all the time give me wings to fly mm. yes yeah that's beautiful and it really seems like you have grown wings within what you're doing from taking that leap of faith it's it's like Things have has it been has it been has it been easy? No, it hasn't been easy, but you stay focused mm. and and life is made up of of ups and downs. Life mm. is made up of mountains and valleys. But it is how you stay focused, stay positive, and know that the sun will come out tomorrow. Bet your mm. bottom dollar. I know that I know that I know that the sun will come out tomorrow. Yeah. And there's always um, a silver lining behind a dark cloud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you have been there. In, in St. Elizabeth. Oh, sorry, go I on. I have been there. Yeah. I was saying I grew up in St. Elizabeth where the train, we would travel on the train mm-hmm. and the train would go through the tunnel, but it comes out on the other side. Mm. And as kids, as we got, we were younger, we would close our eyes and we buckle and we were afraid. As we got older, we said, just wait it through, it will go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have to wait to go through that dark tunnel sometimes. It's brighter yes. than the other. That's a great metaphor. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, yes. And it can definitely feel like in, in, in life, sometimes it can definitely feel like the thing to do is just cover your face and, and hide from life because it can seem very overwhelming. But having that trust and that faith, it is everything. If you don't have that, what do you have? What do you have? And, you know, yes. Miranda, last year, your yeah, last year we were a baby girl having open heart surgery. 
just after she was born. And it was it was just faith. Like she had to go back into the operation twice wow. um, because something needed extra adjusting. And the whole thing, the whole thing uh, could have gone so differently had we not had faith. And I'm just so grateful for the gift of having the, the belief of something great. Amen. Yeah. Faith mm. is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things to come, and you knew what you held on to. Mm. Yes. Yeah. That's, yes, that's what the Hebrew passage says, faith. But I have a special love in my heart for God. So mm. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. And mm. have everlasting life. And in the mm -hmm. same good book, it says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. Yes. Mm. And so wherever he is, there, there we are. Mm. And so if we have that trust in God, we can move mountains. Now, as I said, we have limitations. I know that I, I have been held back by my own self in terms of procrastination. So I know that P word and mm -hmm. I tried to rise above it. I've had doubts. I've asked myself the question, can I do it? And while many persons around me are telling me that, yes, you can, you have come into my life, Nash and you, you are, you know, you've expressed your own um, feelings about how impressed you are. And, mm. um, and so deep in my heart, sometimes I, I feel so nervous. But then mm. it's, it's like going on the X Factor and the American Got Talent. When you step on the stage, you just got to deliver. <laughs> <laughs> that's right and you do you do deliver Miranda I, I've seen you and I, yeah I was I just going to say I, every, yeah you do you really do you you show up and I admire so much how despite having achieved so much already you're saying well, how could I serve on a greater level what's the next opportunity for me to take things um, that step further and to move a little mm -hmm. further up the mountain. And I really admire that about you because a lot of people would just be settling. They're like, oh, I've done enough. I've done enough. But you, there's still a fire inside of you. Yes, I like that word. There's still a fire in me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I have come to Canada. Caribbean people are, are people with lots of energy and assertiveness and all of that. Canada is um, a little more staid and laid back. And, and uh, my heart and laughter um blows their mind so i've gotten a little mellow <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> and um but the whole intercultural relationship has been something so interesting and so having come i said oh my goodness um i'd love to share my experience already that's a whole school that i'm ready to just share with persons and i and um I want to encourage persons to have this international experience because until you travel and you are pretty international, um, you 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 fail to recognize how much how much you're lacking, you know, mm. and um, and with this wide experience as well, it helps to humble you some more, and um, 
so I like the Peter's corollary that says we all reach our levels of incompetence. Mm. And then as a result of that, for more. We yes. all reach our levels of incompetence. And anytime someone believes that they have arrived, they've just lost it because we all are moving into different spheres where we are illiterate. Mm. And therefore, in order to become literate, you have to be exposed to new knowledge and Ooh. new knowledge. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a great idea. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. Would you say it's important for people to actively put themselves in places where they get humbled? Um, I wouldn't say put yourself in places, but to recognize your limitations when you get there. Mm -hmm. Okay. So... There are times, as humble as you are, um, and as assertive as I am, for example, you might be a PhD, mm -hmm. and I might just be at the undergraduate level, but I come across that I know so much, and you're just so calm and observing me, and, and you're saying, little do you know who I am. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we never know who is on the other side of the table. Yes. And so we have to recognize that with a great awareness and, um, and understand that the moment we're trying to upstage somebody, we are exposing ourselves maybe into, into, into areas of, of embarrassment. So mm -hmm. be, 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 um, be, Apply self-control, apply self-control and wait until you know a little more about your surroundings, about persons who you're with, because you can come up short mm. and um, you have yourself to blame. <laughs> yes. Great, great wisdom. Thank you so much for sharing. Do you believe everyone on earth has a purpose, Miranda? Beautiful question. So the scripture says, and I take the scripture seriously, mm -hmm. I know the plans I have for you. So if I hear those words, it means that there's a purpose. Mm -hmm. I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper, plans to lead you into parts of righteousness. And if in, if in the process of God leading us in these paths, then he is going to be revealed. Come and make you here. Why are you taking me there? For a purpose, to reveal myself to you. So if I enter into that relationship with my God, with that supreme being, Sorry, Miranda, you just... Basically, for... I'll just get you to go back a tiny bit. It just froze again. So if I'm a part of a society, generally speaking, because I know that there are some, some, some places in the, in the world that um, is lacking so much education, but generally speaking, that there are areas of socialization from your home to your school. And from your school, of course, there's religion. 
And then you have society and society includes media and all of these things. So in these, all these areas of socialization, God is allowing us to identify where our purpose is as he leads us. And therefore we've got to respond. So yes, I believe that everybody has a purpose because God says so. Mm. And because we're here, because we're alive. And because we're here, and, and even as you say that, as something else I say to people, that we have an opportunity to choose good all the time. Why then choose bad? Mm. Yes. Why choose bad? We have an opportunity to love. Why choose hate? Mm. We have that opportunity. Why do you think, why do you think, in your opinion, why do you think people choose those lower grade feelings? The home is where it all starts. One of the questions that I ask, if this is where we're coming from, a baby, mm. an innocent child, you just talk about your child. Mm. I said, how did they get there? Yes. Out of this pure innocence, my grandson is two, and I'm seeing his mom pouring so much knowledge and information into him. And he is totally pure and innocent. Later on, he's going to be shifting from that controlled environment of socialization to someplace else in the wider society. Mm-hmm. But, but what are the values that you're planted in a home? I remember saying to my kids once with rules in the house. I said, the last thing I want you to do is to go outside and embarrass me. Mm-hmm. I said, you're going to hear some children say how they object the rules of their home. And they can't wait until they get big to leave home. I said, those are words against me. Don't go out there and embarrass me. I don't know what their rules are, but these are our rules. Mm. So as you talk about your home, please talk about it with respect. Mm. Yeah. And so all along the way, and you're speaking to their lives in the future. I remember saying to my kids, when you get to university, This is going to happen. Pay attention as to how you do what you do now. And they Mm. come back and say, mommy, you said it. Mm. I said, I know. I never went to university to experience that, but I know the influence that is outside. So it's the influence. I was the president of the National Parent Teacher Association of Jamaica and I went around the country, we did a lot of workshops and um, I shared a story with, um, with one of those um, parenting body. And the story, is that, um, the story goes like this. I was listening to a radio program and it was parent month and the young man was saying that all the bad traits that he developed, he developed at home. Mm. 
because he was at home, the parents were at home, but there was no supervision. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so whatever his strict, he carried it out in the, he developed everything at home and he was at home, mm. but there was no supervision. Yes. It's, so my kids will also tell you that I, 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 they know that I'm coming home. And I remember once I went home and all I did was to touch the face of the television and it was hot. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I couldn't get a past They never got over. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it looked like, oh, they're not watching television mm. because it's off. But I was smarter than them. I just touched the face of it. Mm. <laughs> they picked it off when I got in. So you have to be a step ahead of the children. Yes. You see? <laughs> yeah. And, it can and be if really they're too silent. Yeah. Yeah. It can be really challenging. If they're as too a silent. Parent. Yeah. Sorry? You can, I was just saying it can be really challenging as a parent to actually do that and, and have that level of discipline um, around your kids and do it from a place of love. But obviously you are doing it because you know you're, you're forming the habits that will influence their lives for forever. That's right. That's right. So how did the, bad, how did the person become, um, become this way? Um, it's, a, it's a number of factors. And, um, and it, it, has to, it has to be looked at in, in its totality. So mm -hmm. I can't just give that one answer to, to this. But it starts in the home and it depends yeah. on what else happened. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Amazing. Miranda, what is the best way for people to get in contact with you? Because, again, such a wealth of knowledge. I know we could talk for hours and hours and hours, but I want to be respectful of your time. Um, Thank you. It seems, to be, it seems to be a trait with the guests I'm blessed to get on my show that always incredible people. And uh, one of the hardest things is to, is to know when to cut the interview off, but... I want to be respectful of your time. I know you've got a lot of priorities. Um, where can people get in contact with you to take the conversation further? Okay, so I a number of places. Uh, the Our Spiritual Journey Vibes mm -hmm. at gmail.com. And I'm also on that website, on that Facebook, that same num um, those same words, the Our Spiritual Journey Vibes. Uh -huh. Or my Facebook is, is, is public, Miranda Ophelia Daily Sutherland. Yes, you'll find mm -hmm. me on Facebook. And um, I'm hoping that they will also find me in training courses because I, I would love to offer some training courses to persons. Mm. I, I have admired several persons in my own life. Uh, there's one lady that touched my heart. Um, back in the 90s, and her name was Ianla Ian Van Zandt. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. she's a powerful motivational speaker. And, of mm -hmm. course, as, as young people growing up, Oprah Winfrey was, was aired in Jamaica. But in my own spiritual journey and to find wholeness and to, to find persons who inspire, um, Ianla was a wonderful lady that I listened to. 
and um, and I look forward to meeting her someday. I really mm -hmm. just want to sit with her, you know. Um, yeah. uh, I want to sit with you, and I want to sit with Joel, and mm -hmm. um, I, I want to be on your on your um, on your A two S Academy. Mm. What's A two S again? Yeah. Academy to success. That's that's Joel's Academy, yes, I want to look forward to making presentation on that. Look forward to making presentation on yours as well. So other persons will know me. And I look yeah. forward to, to, to travel after the COVID is gone. You know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. But there's just so much. There's just so much. And um, yeah, so if persons want to get in touch with me, the Our Spiritual Journey Vibes on Facebook. Uh -huh. Or the our spiritual journey vibes at gmail.com. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. And I'll have Gus, my amazing editor and brother, um, put all the links below the video and everything else in, in the video so people know exactly. Okay, so they will have that, right. And maybe yeah. I'll send you an email with, with that too, so at least you'll have the correct spelling because sometimes just a letter is out and, and persons are not able to make the link. This has indeed been a pleasure just to, to have you. I look forward to seeing the podcast. Yes, yes. yes. Can I ask you one last question before we wrap up? Yes. Beautiful, beautiful. So I want you to imagine that you got a call from Mark Zuckerberg and the guy who runs Facebook, who owns Facebook. I think he owns Facebook still, but or the, the people who own these biggest social media platforms in the world. And they said to you, Miranda, Right now, you have one minute. You know, we, we, we decided to choose one person to share one last message before Facebook, Instagram gets deleted, and we've chosen you. And we want you to share a message with the world, a one-minute message. What would you say to people that would best support them in this time we're living through? I'd say to people, learn to love yourself first. And in loving yourself first, you'll be better able to love others. And in loving others, you are loving them through the love of God that is planted in your heart. And with that love will come compassion, will come care, will come the warmth and the guidance to take somebody from one level to the next. Mm. The scripture says, beloved, let us love one another for love is of God and everyone that loveth is born of God. So let mm. love be your guiding light. Beautiful. Miranda, thank you so much for joining us on the Thoughts and Purpose podcast. You are indeed welcome. Thanks for inviting me.